Hello, UECP. Um, this is our third week together. And the last two weeks, I talked about the Passover lamb, where we learn that we are saved by God's grace through the blood of the lamb, Jesus Christ. The last week, we went through the Red Sea, where we learn that we have a God that we can trust because he keeps his promises and always pulls through. So this week, okay, the title of our message is Trusting in God's Provision. Trusting in God's Provision. So this week, we're going to look at how the Israelites were adjusting to life with all its freedom. You know, now they're free. And we're going to look at how the Israelites reacted to all the freedom that they had with God. So in Exodus 15, if you have your Bibles, uh, please turn with me to Exodus 15, verse 1 to 2. It says, Then Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord, saying, I will sing to the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. So you see, in chapter 15, it starts that the Israelites were really grateful and they were thankful and it led to them singing to God. And I think this is one of the earliest or maybe the first song recorded in the Bible. But how come a lot of us, when we come to uh, worship the Lord, a lot of us don't sing? Now, that's the problem of most churches, okay? A lot of churches, that's what we talk about. How come our members are not singing during the worship time. If you observe the passage, okay, what made the people sing praises to God? It was when their hearts were full of gratitude. Therefore, singing during worship is actually an expression of our heart. It is a reflection of how grateful we are to our God. So my point is this, only when our heart is filled with gratitude that you will be able to sing to God. So let's say we're now attending online service. Are you singing at home? Are you really singing? If you're not singing, what does it mean? It means probably our heart is not right with God. It means we have forgotten to see the goodness of God in our life. You know, so a couple of Sundays ago, when I and my uh, children were attending the worship online, yes, I do attend even when I'm the speaker. This, you know, it's pretty awkward, okay, attending a service, then listening to yourself, okay? I decided to sing out loud during the worship time at home. And my children looked at me and they said, what are you doing, dad? Okay, what are you doing? Why are you singing? And I was going, I'm singing because I am grateful to the Lord. 
So being grateful is a choice we can all make. I encourage all of us as we worship online, let us practice singing to the Lord and remember the good things that the Lord has given us. Let's sing with a grateful heart. Okay? So let's look at Exodus 15, verse 22 to 27. It says, Then Moses made Israel set out from the Red Sea, and they went into the wilderness of Shur. They went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now when they came to Marah, they could not drink the water of Marah because it was bitter. Therefore, it was named Mara. So in verse 22 and 23, the Israelites experienced some hardship. No, they had some problems. They went three days without water, and they were very thirsty. The people went to Mara, and in this place, they found water. But the water was bitter. They could not drink of it. Mara literally means bitter. It's bitter, okay? So life, you know, can get bitter at times. So look at the Israelites. They were enslaved for 430 years. They were able to get out of Egypt, but Pharaoh came running after them, and again, life became bitter for them. They became afraid for their life. My point is this. How should we react when life becomes bitter to us? How should we react when life becomes bitter to us? So let's look at how the people reacted to this problem of having no water to drink. Okay, how did they react? In verse 24, it says, And the people grumbled. They grumbled. They were complaining. To grumble is to complain, and they were questioning God. And this was a spiritual problem. You see, despite all the miracles, they questioned God. And how did God respond to the grumbling? Okay, how did God respond to their grumbling? Excuse me. <coughs> okay, in verse 25, it says, And he cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a log, and he threw it into the water, and the water became sweet. There, the Lord made for them a statute and a rule, and there he tested them, saying, If you diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God and do that which is right in his eyes and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord your healer. I am the Lord your healer. Then they came to Elim, where there were twelve springs of water and seventy palm trees, and they encamped there by the water. God responded by giving them sweet water to drink and also introduced himself for the first time as Jehovah Rapha. He is the great healer. It means that this is God's way of assuring his people that he will take care of them 
as long as they obey and follow His commands. Today's message is about trusting in God's provision. Today's message is about trusting in God's provision. So what is the problem of the Israelites? No, what's the problem? Let's look at Exodus 16. Okay, let's go into Exodus 16. Okay, it said, They set out from Elim, and all the congregation of the people of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai. On the 15th day of the second month, after they had departed from the land of Egypt, and the whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness, and the people of Israel said to them, Would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to the full, for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. So you see, they reach a part of the wilderness called Sin, which might be a shortcut for Sinai. And on the 15th day of the second month, so that means 45 days, they were only out of Egypt for 45 days, okay? Or from the Red Sea. And can you imagine 45 days out of the Red Sea and yet they're complaining now. They're complaining. They are grumbling against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. They're asking, did you bring us into this wilderness to let us die from hunger? Is that your goal? To bring us out of Egypt and to let us die here from hunger. So what was the problem of the people? So in chapter 15, okay, they were thirsty. That's, that was their problem. So God made the water from bitter to sweet. In chapter 16, they were hungry. And if you look at their situation, okay, they had a valid point to grumble. But it said that the whole congregation, it means everyone, the whole uh, population, those who came out of Egypt, all of them, were complaining. And that was around, again, 2.4 million people. Look at us today. Many of us have food to eat. Okay? You look at me. I'm getting bigger. Okay? But we grumble about everything. We grumble about the taste of the food at home. We grumble if the food is cold because we grumble about everything. And is it a big problem when we grumble? Yes. Grumbling is a sign of discontent. Grumbling is a sign of selfishness. Grumbling is a sign of ungratefulness. Have you ever met people who grumble all the time? Have you ever met people who like to grumble? How do you feel when talking to them? Doesn't feel good, right? You just listen to complaints and complaints and complaints and they keep on complaining about everything. Are we like that? We are all actually professional grumblers. So my question today is, are you a grumbler 
or are you a grateful person? Do you grumble so much that you forget that we are supposed to be grateful? You know, as I prepared this message, I've, you know, I've tried to put this into my mind. Don't grumble, don't grumble. But sometimes, no? Lumalabas yung pagkakagrumble ko. Don't grumble. Be grateful. In verse 4, Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion, okay, and gathers a day's portion every day, that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. And on the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather daily. So how did God respond? Usually, no, when uh, the people uh, disobeyed God, God would get angry at them. But here in Exodus, God didn't get angry, okay? <clears throat> how did God respond? Not with anger, but with kindness and understanding. Like a parent who is raising a newborn baby. Why do I say like raising a newborn baby? We have to understand the Israelites. They have been enslaved for 430 years. They don't understand how God works. They don't understand uh, what it means to have freedom. So God is taking this opportunity to guide them, to teach them, to disciple them. In short, this was God's way of discipling the Israelites. So God's response to their grumbling is, I will provide you bread every day to fill your physical hunger. But God said, I will test you. Okay. Now when God tests us, it's not to bring us down. Remember that when God tests you, it's for you to mature. Okay, God wants us to become more mature. Okay? So God wanted to teach them that for six days you will work, but on the seventh day you shall rest. We have to rest. Okay? So on the sixth day they were commanded to gather on the sixth day. Okay? On the sixth day they were commanded to gather for two days of food. Okay? Two days of food. Okay? And don't worry. Okay, if kasi nakasulat later on, if you gather for more than a day's food, it will rot. But miraculously, when they gathered on the sixth day for two days worth of food, it doesn't rot. So we see how God has planned everything and He will provide for all our needs. Now in verse 6, it says, in verse 6, so Moses and Aaron said to all the people of Israel, At evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your grumbling against the Lord. For what are we that you grumble against us? And Moses said, when the Lord gives you in the evening meat to eat and in the morning bread to full, 
because the Lord has heard your grumbling, that you grumble against him. What are we? Your grumbling is not against us, but against the Lord. Again, your grumbling is not against us. Moses and Aaron is saying, actually, when you grumble, when you complain, you're not complaining really to us. You're complaining or grumbling against the Lord. So Moses is teaching them. You have to remember who saved you. It was God who saved you. It was the Lord who saved you. You see, the Lord has heard your grumbling. The Lord has heard our grumbling. So you will see His glory in the morning. He will provide meat in the morning and bread for you every day. And you still grumble against the Lord. Moses said, when you grumble to us, you are actually grumbling against the Lord. Actually, when you grumble, you are questioning the Lord's character to provide. You are questioning the Lord's wisdom when He brought you out of Egypt. So why should we not grumble? Why? Let's look at Philippians. Okay, Philippians, Philippians chapter 2, it says, Do all things without grumbling or disputing. Okay? Do all things without grumbling or disputing. That you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as light in the world. Paul says, do all things without grumbling. And that is a command. We must stop grumbling about life and our circumstances. Why? Because, sabe, so verse 15, we are to shine as lights in the world. We have to be a source of hope for other people. The command okay, is we must be different. We must be grumble-free in everything we do. Again, we must be what? Grumble-free in everything we do. What does Paul mean that in all things, okay, do all things without grumbling? What does he mean? He means we have to stop grumbling in everything, in our assignments, in the never-ending uh, Zoom meetings, Zoom online classes, we have to stop grumbling about the uh, taxes that we pay. We have to stop grumbling about uh, serving those who are ungrateful to us. Grumbling has become a way of life for most of us. Do you know why people are not attracted to the Christian life? Do you know why? It's because most of us are no different from them. Most of us are no different from them. <clears throat> I'll tell you this, okay? I'll tell you this. Most people don't kill, okay? Uh, most people don't commit murder. Most people uh, don't commit adult adultery. Most people don't steal. And actually, a lot of people are kind and we are law-abiding and a lot of people are really generous. But one thing everybody does, okay, everybody, is grumble. That's why as Christians today, 
if we want to be different, we have to stop grumbling. Again, if we want to be different, okay, we have to stop grumbling. Make it a lifestyle, not to grumble, but to be grateful. Make it a lifestyle, not to grumble, but to be grateful. Now, in verse 9 to 10, it says, Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. And as soon as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. I like to read a um, quote okay, from J.I. Pa Packer. It says, What we all need to realize is that God's glory is constant. And as we journey through life, we will see it manifest here and there, in this person or that forest, or in a story of love or heroism, fiction or nonfiction, or our own personal lives, but it all goes back to God in the end. And the only way to God is through His Son, Jesus Christ. We will find the very source of all beauty in Him, in heaven, if we are in Christ. Nothing will be lost to us. All those things that faded in life, we will find again in Him. This is by J.R. Packer. You see, as God provides for Israel's need with bread and rest, with bread and the Sabbath, He is also showing them that they need Him. That is why God is showing Himself in the glory of the cloud. It is to teach the Israelites that I am the Lord who will provide for all your needs. I am the Lord who will provide for all your needs. And the Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the people of Israel. Say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. God is teaching them, I am a God that listens. Okay, I listen, but stop grumbling. Know that I am your God, and I will provide for all your needs. You see, God provides for what we need and not what we want. We have to keep this in mind. God provides for what we need and not what we want. God knows what we need today, and when we keep this in mind, it will help us to be grateful than a grumbler. In the evening, quail came up and covered the camp. And in the morning, dew lay around the camp. So God promised meat in the evening. And it came in the form of a quail. So what is a quail? Actually, a quail is like a, it's like a small bird. Okay? Maybe it kind of looks like a pigeon, something like that. So can you imagine if Chinese people lived in those times and received a quail? 
Can you imagine? No, there would be feasting every day. In verse 14, and when the Jew had gone up, there was on the face of the wilderness a fine flake-like thing, fine as frost on the ground. And when the people of Israel saw it, they said to one another, what is it? Can you repeat that? What is it? Okay, actually, the word what is it okay, is, uh, translated, is translated from the Hebrew word manhu. Okay, manhu, M-A-N-H-U, manhu, okay, which means mana. Okay? So imagine your mom or your wife cooking something and you don't understand what that is. What do you say? What is it? Okay? And if your wife gets mad, then you just say, it's biblical. It's mana. Okay? It's mana. So they, no, the people did not know what that food was. So they called it, what is it? Okay? And it's called mana. Now, what does the mana taste like? In verse 31, it says, it tastes like wafers made with honey. Okay? That's God's food for His people. Ganun siya kasarap. Wafer with honey. But how long did they eat this manna? How long? The people of Israel ate the manna for 40 years. Yes. Okay, so later on, if you, if, as we study more of Exodus, you'll see people complaining of having the same food every day. This is what the Lord has commanded. Gather of it, each one of you, as much as he can eat, okay? You shall take an omer according to the number of the persons that each of you has in his tent. Remember the word omer, huh? okay? I'll explain that later. And the people of Israel did so. They gathered some more, some less. But when they measured it with an omer, whoever gathered much had nothing left over. And whoever gathered little had no lack. Each of them gathered as much as he could eat. Now, I tried to do some converting. Okay, I tried to do some converting. <coughs> you know, an omer is around 1.56 kilograms. Okay, around 1.56 kilograms. So, if a person, okay, gets an omer each day, one person, you get an omer each day, okay, for 365 days, for 40 years, if you multiply, okay, 1.56 kilograms times 365 days, okay, times 40 years, each person will get around 22,700 kilograms of bread. 22,700 kilograms of bread. Now, if you multiply that, okay, by my estimation of 2.4 million people who went out, okay, of Egypt, that means God provided for His people 54 billion worth of bread. 54 billion. Now, isn't God amazing? But let's make it realistic. How much is 54 billion? You know, our population during 2018 in the whole world 
was 7 billion. 7 billion tayo, 2018. Okay? So therefore, God could provide food for the whole world for more than a week. Diba? God is amazing. Okay? Now, Moses said to them, Let no one leave any of it over till the morning. But they did not listen to Moses. Some left part of it till the morning. And yes, it bred worms and stank. And Moses was angry with them. Kasi nga, they were not listening again. So morning by morning, they gathered it. Each as much as he could eat. But when the sun grew hot, it melted. My UECP family, what is God teaching us here? Okay, God is teaching us, do not hoard. Okay, do not hoard things. Do not hoard food. Do not hoard money. But instead, trust in God's provision day by day. He knows our needs. So my point in today's message is, don't grumble. Let's not grumble. Let's not complain against the Lord. Because He gives us what we need and not what we want. Okay? Instead, be grateful because we have a God that provides for all our needs. We have to trust in God's provision. But you know, God also wanted to teach us that more than the physical needs or physical food, what we need is the spiritual food. The spiritual food. So we will go to Deuteronomy 8, verse 3. Okay, it says, And he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, okay, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by the every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Again, man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. In life, we focus too much okay, on the physical things, on the provision, that we forget that we should put our faith in the one who provides, and that is God. We have to start focusing more on God than the provision. So God is teaching us today that we need to feed on the Word of God daily, not weekly. Again, we have to feed on the Word of God daily, not weekly. How many of us eat um, three times a day? Okay? You know, some of you would say, yeah, me, me. You know, but actually, some of us eat four times, five times a day. Right? Now, if you miss uh, your breakfast, will you intentionally miss your lunch and dinner and merienda? Okay? Of course not. But how come when it comes to our spiritual food, when we don't have it in the morning, uh, we decide, ah, di ako nakapag uh, devotion in the morning. It's all right. I'll just miss devotion, having it in uh, the afternoon or in the evening. My friends, we need to focus 
on having that spiritual food every day. We need to live by the Word of God every day. Not just focus on the physical food, but also, more importantly, focus on having our spiritual food every day and not weekly. And do you know, a lot of us, instead of having everyday, daily spiritual food, we go for the buffet. Who likes buffet? Uh, we like buffet. So, ang buffet natin, ano, online worship. So, on a Sunday, no, we go for the buffet. We listen to a sermon and we're so full of the Word of God. But, Monday to Saturday, we get uh, walang laman na laman spiritually. So, in the end, we're not healthy. We're not healthy. So, my friends, um, you can have everything in this world, but without Jesus, it is useless. Everything fades, everything rots, everything gets old. And the only thing that will last till eternity is having Jesus in one's life. So for our application, what can we do today? What can we do today? Number one, stop grumbling. Okay? We have to stop complaining about uh, everything, about the small things, about the big things. Just stop complaining. We like to complain about the traffic. Okay? We like to complain about the public transport. Okay? We have lived in the Philippines for so long. It has been like that. Stop grumbling. Live with it. Okay? Number two, stop hoarding. Hello? When the start of the pandemic, did, uh, there were low supply of tissue paper because everyone was hoarding tissue paper. Until now, I don't understand. Okay? You can use water. You don't need tissue paper. Diba? Stop hoarding. Third, start being grateful in all things. Just practice being grateful for the small things. Diba? Practice being grateful. And lastly, start reading God's Word daily and not going for the buffet, which is weekly. Start reading God's Word daily and not weekly. So my friends, don't grumble. Be grateful for God is our provider. God bless and hope you learned something. See you next week.